If you are someone who's looking to learn more about fertility awareness method for natural birth control or conception, and you're ready to finally get to the root of hormone imbalances for good, this is the podcast for you. The cool thing is fertility awareness method is here for you in all seasons of your life. When you're looking to prevent pregnancy, when you're ready to conceive, and when you want to use it postpartum. So if you're in the phase of your life where you are looking for a natural form of birth control without all the hormones, head on over to my free training, nourishedwithnina.com slash fam training for all of the information. All right, let's go ahead and hop right into this new episode. With hypnosis, there's actually an intention that's other than just sort of like a state of beingness. Hey loves, welcome back to a new episode of the Healing Hormones Podcast. I'm Mina Boyce, your host, certified hormone coach, Reiki practitioner, and soon-to-be fertility awareness educator. I cannot wait for you guys to listen to this episode with Dr. Diane Haspel-Johnson, who is discussing hypnosis with us today, and specifically how you can use hypnosis to begin to regulate your sleep, regulate your hormones, And we talk a lot about what hypnosis is, how it's different than meditation, and how you can use your subconscious and conscious mind to begin to regulate your body, regulate your system. And it's super fascinating. At the end of this episode, she actually guides us in a five-minute self-hypnosis. So if you're listening to this episode right now in the car, make sure to save the last five minutes for when you get home, find somewhere cozy, take a seat, close your eyes, and you will truly enjoy this final relaxation at the end of this episode. I know that I even feel like my My energy is more in tune. I feel calmer. It was so relaxing. And I can't wait for you guys to listen to the discussion today. I learned so much. I really am a newbie when it comes to hypnosis. So I felt like I was asking a lot of really basic questions about how hypnosis works, how we can use it to regulate our hormones and our sleep cycle. And it's a super fascinating episode. A little bit more about Dr. Diane. She earned her BFA from Rhode Island School of Design, followed by her PhD in psychology with an emphasis on health psychology from Saybrook University. She spent eight years as the vice president of continuing education programs from the Southern California Society for Clinical Hypnosis and became president of that organization. She co-taught the year-long clinical hypnosis seminar at UCLA's Department of Psychiatry. Although she continues to speak on a broad range of topics to professionals, to the public, in podcasts, and in summits, sleep has become her particular area of expertise and has led her to become a VIP contributor to Ariana Huffington's wellness site. Dr. Diane maintains licenses from both the California and Colorado Boards of Psychology, is a consultant for the American Society of Clinical Hypnosis, co-founder of the Los Angeles Erickson Institute, as well as a member of the Society of Clinical and Experimental Hypnosis, American Psychological Association, Division of Hypnosis, and she holds a certificate as a somatic experiencing practitioner. So she really knows what she is talking about, and I cannot wait for you guys to dig into this episode. 
Before we hop in, just a reminder that I currently have private six-month coaching spots available. If you've really been looking for individual guidance, if you're looking to get some tests done, we've been talking about testing a lot recently on the podcast. My signature six-month coaching program includes two tests, the Dutch hormone test, as well as the hair tissue mineral analysis test, 10 private coaching sessions, two Reiki sessions, as well as a full tarot reading for deeper guidance. If you've been wanting to really get to the root of what's going on with your hormones, transitioning, maybe off birth control, looking to optimize fertility or get pregnant, this is the program for you. I have a few spots opening up. Again, it is a six-month program. It's the most detailed and comprehensive way that we can work together. So if you have questions, if you're looking to see if this six-month experience is the right thing for you, you can schedule a free 30-minute hormone deep dive with me. It's linked in the show notes, and we can make sure that this program is the right fit for you. All right, let's go ahead and hop right into this episode with Dr. Diane. Hi, Dr. Diane. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. When you reached out and you know, got my mind kind of turning about hypnosis and sleep and hormones. I was like, I got to get her on the podcast so we can talk about this. So thanks so much for coming on the show today. Oh my gosh. I am so excited to be here. I feel like you and I have so much in common and just the way that you conduct the show and interact with your guests. It just, it's such a nice rhythm. So I'm honored to be on. Thank you for saying that. That's so sweet. I This is what I tell all of my guests. I really don't script out the shows. I don't even really write. Actually, I don't write out questions. I kind of write thoughts. And then I just take the conversation where it needs to go. So I almost use the podcast as a meditation and a way to bring me to the present and just have really awesome conversations, organic conversations. So I appreciate that you kind of caught up on that. Yeah, I, you know, I love that. I know you, you, didn't send me any any questions ahead of time. <laughs> so spoiler alert, uh, listeners, yeah. we're we're in this together. Yeah, <laughs> but I but I also really love the way that you you do find this rhythm, and I think that that's really what hormone regulation and sleep mm-hmm. and energy is all about. Mm-hmm. So it makes a lot of sense that you conduct it the way that you do. I've never made that connection before, and so. I really appreciate you saying that. But you're right. There is our our hormones have like this four phase rhythm, right? Like every week. But then on top of that, we have our 24 hour circadian rhythm. So the body really does naturally want to be in a cyclic rhythm. Absolutely. And, you know, it's it's so interesting because as you were saying with that sort of like four cycle rhythm and of Mm -hmm. course sleep same way. Sleep is, mm-hmm. is one of my specialties and hypnosis and sleep is one of my specialties. And actually the circadian rhythm is something that I think a lot about. In fact, I have, I have, as you know, a, um, a free video and ebook that people can download. And a lot of it is about how to use the circadian rhythm and how to, to sort of empower yourself mm. to work with it, to sleep better, to have better energy and be your best self. Yeah. Well, let's dig into all of this. So how did you even get into this work of hypnosis? And I want to make sure that we also explain what hypnosis is, because I think we need to debunk some myths around it. But let's go back in time and talk about how you even got into this line of work. 
Yeah, that's that's great. And and actually, let's talk about it. And then at the end, maybe do like a little five minute self hypnosis exercise yeah. that people can, you know, so we, we can educate people about it and teach them something that they can actually take away and do themselves and have their own experience. That would be amazing. And I get to participate in it too at the end, right? Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> love it. Perfect. Yeah. Um, well, I, I got into this because I had a lot of health problems, really severe chronic health issues. I have fibromyalgia, which I had my entire life, so chronic mm. pain, and really severe sleep issues. I remember having sleep issues from the time I was three. Wow. And then I had digestive issues and sort of metabolic issues and chronic infections and stuff like that. So that really led me to need some help, you know? Yeah. I mean, you can't live your life in chronic pain and with chronic fatigue. That's just not not sustainable. Yeah. And, and the thing that bothered me the most actually was the sleep. Like I really felt like I couldn't get to the other side of that until mm. I was able to rest. And I think that this is a big problem that people have is that we don't know how to rest and we're not really allowed to rest. Mm -hmm. Well, we glorify busy. That oh. is like, if you talk to anybody, how are you? Oh, I'm so, so busy. And we find pride in being so, so busy. I know when I was teaching, I was, I like glorified the fact that I was busy all the time. And then my body, that is exactly what ran me down and caused a lot of the issues I'm struggling with still is because I pushed my body way too much. And now I have to learn what it feels like to rest. It's like the opposite of what we've been trained to want to do. For sure. I mean, I think this is the thing is, is I started, th I started thinking about this and I was like, you know, I have this passion for, for sleep. It's sort of my thing. And then I was like, well, actually, it's not really about sleep. It's actually about rest. Sleep mm. is just a symptom, a uh, dysregulation in a sense of rest. You know, like we are in school as kids when our, when our hormonal systems are sort of like developing and yeah. um, going through puberty and all of those kinds of things. And we can't wait to get finished with our homework so that we can rest and do the thing we want to do or getting to the weekend. Right. And we're not allowed to do that. We're not, we have to get up at times that are not really healthy for us. We stay up too late. We, you know, there's all these things. So I think it starts really young. Yeah, we were. We've been programmed since since probably the first time we went to school, right? It's like you have to get up. You got to do this. You have to achieve all these things. And then at the end of all of that, then you deserve to rest as opposed to right. just have like rest is a priv like rest is your now you should be resting. You don't have to earn it. Well, yeah, because actually, you know, like like you and I were just saying about the cycles of um, hormones, there's actually like a pulse that happens in hormone and metabolic regulation. And there's almost like there's a pulse sort of like with the breath, breathing in and breathing out. And one of the reasons that I really love hypnosis and one of the reasons that I think it's so effective in helping so many things and helping sleep and um, circadian rhythms is because it it is this kind of bridge state so like as we dig in to it and and you know to really explain to the listeners what it is hypnosis is really a naturally occurring state you know people mm. kind of think it's this sort of woo-woo thing you we know, think of happens. it like the stage magical come up on stage let me you know move the what is it like the yeah, pendulum exactly. in front of your eyes and you get and now do all these weird <laughs> yes. things 
Yeah. And then there's then, then there's films that show it as like this very sort of scary thing with these finales sure. who will control your mind. And it's really not like that. I mean, it occurs naturally throughout our days. You know, we go into trance states and um, that might occur when someone's listening to the podcast and they're really absorbed in maybe what we're saying or somebody's watching a sporting event or watching a movie and the time just passes or, you, you know, you notice your your heart racing in an action film or yourself mm. feeling like calm and relaxed, you know, you're reading a book or you're, you know, you know, you're swiping on Instagram or something like that. And time just passes and you become so absorbed. That's a hypnotic phenomenon. Wow. See, I never would have thought those things were your body's natural ways of getting into hypnosis. Yeah. And, and, um, and, you know, I think we can play with that. And if you learn self-hypnosis and you, you start to practice it, what happens is, is you gain more control over your states, your states of being, as opposed to getting pulled by things. So that can also really help with anxiety, right? Because I tend to think that anxiety is, has some of the um, hypnotic phenomenon like naturally occurring, but in an unpleasant way, the sense mm-hmm. of like getting so hyper-focused on whatever it is that's causing you anxiety where you can't change your thoughts and like you can't right. stop thinking about it and you ruminate and you worry and you, you know, like your mind is spinning. People have that happen a lot when they're trying yeah. to go to sleep. Yeah. So there's anxiety. I mean, I know you also use hypnosis to help with pain yes. and anxiety, like you mentioned, depression. I mean, chronic fatigue, of course. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I um, what I did when I designed, I have a um, in sort of an online downloadable set called the, the Deep and Easy Sleep Self Hypnosis Set, and it's it's actually seven different audios, and then like two how to videos, and then an ebook that explains it all. But it's these seven different audios, and they tap into different components of sleep and rest and energy, and of course that pertains to pain, right? Because pain is perceptual and metabolism and, you know, hormone regulation and all of those things, because it's really about energy. Mm-hmm. And, um, and what hypnosis does that I think is unique to it is, is it, it connects the conscious mind and the unconscious mind, right? So a lot of times people ask me, well, what's the difference between hypnosis, for example, and meditation? meditation is really a state that we achieve of just sort of at oneness and just being and hypnosis has has a way of leading you towards that but it also does that through this kind of bridge of connecting the conscious mind right through suggestions hypnotic suggestions things that Mm -hmm. we say and the unconscious mind so it's like speaking to almost like the cells of the body, speaking to mm. the parts of ourselves that regulate us. So I think that that's a really unique thing that we can learn how to do. And, and it's so empowering. Like what I think is cool is you don't have to necessarily go to somebody to do hypnosis on you if you can learn how to get yourself in that state. And I think that's kind of where you've been focusing your work, right? Is allow giving people this tool, this magnificent tool to self-regulate their body. Yeah, for me, exactly. For me, it's really about educating people about what hypnosis is 
and how to use it because you can use it with yourself on a regular basis and it doesn't take a lot of time and it it really can make such a huge difference so quickly and so one of the things that motivated me was I'm, I'm a licensed psychologist. So I'm licensed in California and Colorado. So those are two states where I can actually practice. But mm-hmm. I was getting calls actually from people all over the world. I was having people like I had, you know, somebody fly in actually from, from Vietnam and people wow. from Europe. Yeah. And, um, and then I would get calls from people and my schedule was, you know, my private practice was just so full. Mm-hmm. And I thought this was one area, sleep was one area where I, I pretty much, if, if they were in the state, a state that I'm licensed in, I, I wouldn't turn somebody away no matter how busy I was mm-hmm. because I just felt like it's, it's the foundation of everything and it um, it's so specific. You know, there's a lot of apps out there that help with sleep and help with relaxation. But when I listen to them, they don't really seem to be mindful of sleep architecture and of the circadian rhythms and how that works. So I created this one you know, complimentary um, video and ebook that people can download that explains to them a little bit about the circadian rhythm and how to work with this. And then the the sleep sets are really about teaching people so that, you know, you, you have these tools, it's compre- comprehensive, and we can really start to, to be aware of how our energy flows and how we can shift it, how we can be in control of that. When it comes to sleep, and and I want people that are listening to understand, how do they know? I mean, there's the very typical, I just, I'm awake all night, or I don't have restful sleep, or I wake up here and there. What are the biggest complaints people come to you with when they're struggling with sleep and they're looking to see if hypnosis can help? That's a great question. Um, Yeah, it's really a variety. It's about insomnia, which is difficulty falling asleep, or it might be waking up in the night and having trouble going back to sleep. So those are two kind of, they're similar, but they're actually a little bit different. Sometimes it's poor quality of sleep, meaning that people are not really getting some of the slowest wave sleep. Mm-hmm. Enough of that sort of, you know, sleep goes from, you know, REM to non-REM and it cycles through f- four times. So that that fourth time is the slowest brain wave of sleep. And it's also the deepest, most restful sleep. It's really important that we get that, that changes, um, the ratio changes over the lifespan. So, uh, and it changes during pregnancy, it changes in perimenopause and then menopause. So it's really important to do the best you can to optimize that. Well, and, and when that- your hormones are out of balance, sleep is the first thing we have to go to. Like we need to make sure you're resting so that you can first of all detox the body at night when you're sleeping and you have to bring your body into that parasympathetic state because it's just so important for your body to be there in order for it to heal. Well, exactly, exactly. And what's really similar about, as I was saying before, about hormone regulation and metabolism and sleep is there is this kind of movement between these cycles, right? So let's start with just the breath, right? That's the life force energy. That's the, the that's sort of our, the, the way that I tend to think about regulation is breathing in and breathing out. Well, the hormones also have a pulse that is connected actually to oxygenation and to, to that kind of a pattern. 
that interesting taking in and letting go, right? That's really important for the endocrine system. That's mm-hmm. also really important for sleep. We have REM and non-REM, mm. REM and non-REM. And we go and the and the brain waves change from one cycle to the next. So my work and your work dovetail really beautifully, Mm -hmm. right? You know, because it's this way of like moving with the flow and helping our systems to, to do what they're built to do. Right. Right. So I see people who have low energy and like you said, like chronic fatigue or just feel exhausted all the time or foggy, feeling foggy headed or feeling like they have trouble going to sleep, they have ruminating thoughts, or maybe they wake up and they're still exhausted, or they feel like they have this dip during the day. I mean, most people around three or four in the afternoon have a dip in their energy, right? So really finding ways to work with that and to understand what the body is trying to tell them. Mm. So that's what I focus on. So now, what exactly does hypnosis do? So when you, well, let's say that you're leading the session. What exactly yeah. is happening? Well, um, first I want to sort of identify what the most common sleep issues that the person has are or energy issues. And it's usually not just one thing. Mm-hmm. I would say sometimes I get people who say it's just about sleep. But really when we dig a little deeper, there's usually something else that's going on as far as physical symptoms. They might have pain. They might Mm. have metabolic issues. They might have hormone issues. Um, You know, sometimes I get people who are going through fertility treatments or trying to get pregnant or who have young kids. And so their sleep was disrupted for that. So I kind of try to identify what those factors are. I I took those most common problems and I, I applied those things to the sleep hypnosis set that I created because I wanted it to be applicable to a lot of different people. And that's why actually the longest recording in there is 30 minutes and the shortest one is like eight minutes. Mm -hmm. People need to be able to incorporate these things into their lifestyles. And so when I'm sitting down with somebody, I I try to understand what the components are. And then I'm always mindful of sleep architecture. What exactly is sleep architecture? Yeah, so it's the way that um, is it the REM in and out that you were talking about? Yeah, and yeah, and that and the impact uh, on the the brain waves, and actually on on the adrenals, on the cortisol, on the you know the interface with circadian rhythm, and we're looking to to get people into a healthy, normal circadian rhythm. That sometimes is is really a factor. Sometimes you probably see this in some of the um, the testing that you recommend. Dutch test or mm-hmm. some of the 24-hour cortisol tests and things like that, mm-hmm. that sometimes there's a reversal of cortisol and those things are really totally. to take into account. So what I'm trying to do from um, sort of like an empowering mind-body perspective is to teach people how they can help regulate their own cycles, you know, like mm. when and where and how to do self-hypnosis and for how long so that they can be um, an engaged participant in their own health. That's really empowering, right? Yeah. 
Mm -hmm. that you have the power to change these things yourself. But when we're talking about hypnosis, because I've actually never experienced it. I've never tried it before. So I am having a hard time still conceptualizing what exactly it is or feels like. In a way, I know it's different than meditation, but in my mind, I feel like, is it like a meditation? You know, like if I were to do this, is it like I'm meditating, but something different is happening? It's. I think it's hard to conceptualize if you've never experienced it, which I haven't. I wonder how many listeners also haven't. Yeah, um, it's uh, it's a great question. So it's it feels very natural and it feels very similar to meditation. The, the difference, the biggest difference I would say is, is that with hypnosis, there's actually an intention that's other than just sort of like a state of beingness. So for example, um, in the hypnosis for sleep, right. And for regulating our energy systems, right. Which, which relates to what the work that you do, we're giving suggestions from the, through the unconscious mind, through words, through pauses, through rhythm to the unconscious and autonomic systems to regulate the cycles. So it's about directing the unconscious mind through the conscious mind, through words, through ideas, through intentions to regulate things, to create a space where the body can do what it wants to do. And also where I think where you can listen to that feedback, you can listen to what your body is telling you because Mm. all of the stuff that's happening in the mind kind of pauses in a way. So like, for example, for me, I actually learned transcendental meditation when I was six. I think that they now call it something other than, I think when they teach you now, if you're like five or six years old, they call it like, um, I don't know, I can't remember, like healing words or something like Mm, that, but a mantra, something like that. But I first learned meditation when I was like five or six years old. And I didn't really connect with it that much, you know, and then I learned Reiki when I was seven, which I actually absolutely love. Which is super cool that you did Reiki (laughs) as a seven-year-old. I did, I started my Reiki training as like a 28-year-old, so (laughs) that's cool. Yeah, it was, um, it was amazing. I mean, it was so amazing that my mom connected me to that. And then I learned a lot of different types of meditation. I've studied mindfulness and practiced mindfulness and TM and a lot of breathing meditations and all kinds of different meditations. And um, hypnosis is really different. So for me, the reason that when I was, when I, so I'm, I'm 50 now, so when I was 25 and I first really learned hypnosis, I fell in love with it because what I found was, is that it occupied my mind. And I felt like, I feel a lot of times when I do my self-hypnosis that, that it's almost like there are multiple tracks happening at the same time. Like the hypnosis occupies my, my monkey mind and my busy mind. And, um, and it's directing that. And at the same, and then there's another part of me that feels like it almost drops down into that meditative state, like that zone mm-hmm. that's like, ah. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, in a way, I'm kind of busy and resting at the same time. Interesting. And, yeah. And then I'm able, I've been able to bring that sort of sweet spot into my life. So I can identify when I kind of get too busy now. And I feel like I can shift and bring in that, that meditative state 
or I can make different choices than I used to make. Mm-hmm. I, I think with medita- I think with meditation, the issue a lot of people have is that they can't, they just want to achieve that mindlessness. And that's yeah. really hard to achieve. And it's not necessarily about not thinking. It's about like noticing thoughts and allowing them to pass. But it seems like with hypnosis, there's that whole aspect of you, like you said, using your conscious brain to then change your subconscious. Exactly. So you're, you're like having some action, but intentional action going on. As, exactly. And, and I would even add to that, that, that I think that when people are meditating and they, they struggle to quiet that monkey mind and concentrate and all of that. And that's a really important exercise. I mean, I think meditation is so powerful, but I think it's mm-hmm. a little bit different. It, it, it affects the brain a little bit differently and um, it affects the body a little bit differently, but also that's a state that we find ourselves in, right? This kind of noticing of those things that are happening or just being at one or slowing everything down. But then the question becomes, well, how do you apply that to your waking life? Right. So with hypnosis, it's a little different in that you're actually using your conscious mind to um, to move into that in and out of that state, and and it's it's so it's engaged in a different way, and 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 we see that in some of the um, functional MRIs, we see that in you know some of the um, the brain patterning and brain waves that there's actually a difference. It's not it's not the same. There's crossover. I mean, there are similarities, but it is a different state. Wow. Yeah, this is all this is all news to me. But in a way I feel like I know it, you know? Yeah. Like in a way I'm like, hmm, I feel like I know this and this makes sense. I'm wondering if you can take just a quick moment to maybe explain to us what the difference is between the conscious and unconscious mind, like our thinking and our non-thinking brain, just to kind of clarify what that means. Because I know or maybe this might help too. Like when I think of our unconscious brain, I think of the things we do automatically that have just sort of been trained and programmed into us and we don't even think about anymore. It's just like become a habit and maybe we're not even sure why we do it. Like when anxiety comes up or, you know, just random habits we have throughout the day or the way our brain thinks and judges. It's just these are things that have been programmed into us. And then our conscious mind is our like, is our thinking brain. So it's like what we choose to do or choose to act on? Am I, do I have that? Yeah. Yeah. I think that that's a great, you know, that's a, a, that's a, I think that that's a very accessible way to sort of define it. And, you know, I, I guess um, with hypnosis, one of the things that's so fascinating to me about it is the nuances of language and how our our unconscious mind decodes it. So our unconscious mind is the part that's working under the surface, right? It's the part that maybe um, is speaking to us through dream imagery, which when Mm. we think about it with our conscious mind, it it seems so crazy or funny or whatever, but that's kind of our unconscious language. My unconscious mind speaks to me really crazy in dreams. (laughs) Like (laughs) I'm always trying to decode. And you know what's strange and I'd be interested to get your perspective on this but ever since I decided I wanted to start having a baby 
I would have some wild dreams about fertility, about being pregnant and things where I'm like, what is my subconscious mind trying to tell me? What am I afraid of? What's going on? Like maybe I need to try some hypnosis and see yeah, what's actually, happening. Yeah, actually, I'll I'll give you my my deep and easy sleep self hypnosis set so you can try it okay. out. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be great. Yeah, because um, there's actually one of the recordings that's in there. One of the audios it, it is about directing the unconscious to, to choose a symbol that would represent the body in a dream to give you information. So that came out of- so cool. Yeah, I had read this book like before I started doing self-hypnosis. Before I got trained in hypnosis, it was probably like 1994 or something like that, 1995, because I got trained in 1995. This is before that. And it's a book called The Healing Path by Mark Ian Barish. And um, I got this idea to ask my unconscious to give me a dream with a car in it. So the car would represent my body, like the wheels would be my limbs. Yeah. And, and because I had such severe chronic health issues. So I asked my unconscious every night before I went to bed for a dream with a car in it. And I asked for a simple dream that I would understand and then I would decode it. Like I would work with it, journal with it later to yeah. figure out what my, what my body needed because I was really struggling with my health. And, yeah. and um, I, asked for, I think after on the third night, I actually got a dream with a car in it and it was very specific. Yeah. It told me to go to get um, acupuncture actually, which I had never done and I had never considered. And I found an acupuncturist. It made a huge difference actually for me. And to this day, if I ever have a dream with a car in it, I know it's really important. Sometimes I have a dream with a car in it and everything is like like running super smoothly like if I'm yeah. like, am I, am I working too hard? Am I being too busy? And I like, you know, my husband will be like, I think you're working too many hours. I think you're, and so I'm like, I think I'm doing okay. And then I'll have a car dream and the car is like safely ensconced in a parking garage with like, you know, <laughs> yeah, guards there and it's a beautiful day. And I'm like, see, my body's good. But then other you're times You're like, I've I'm had, doing fine. I know, but I actually had a dream one time. I didn't have any um, noticeable symptoms, but I had a dream and I, with a car in it and I, knew from it that I had mercury toxicity. Wow. And, and I, I, my, um, I went and actually got a, a got tested, even though I had no symptoms. And sure enough, I did actually have mercury toxicity. I was eating like a lot of fish at the time. Wow. And, and I knew from the dream. Isn't that amazing? Wow. So, yes. I, I am very fascinated with how our dreams guide us. And I, like I'm telling you, ever since this fertility stuff, dreams have been popping up and I'm like, I got to dig into some of this and see what's going on. Yeah, I think this is why one of the recordings that I have in that set is specific to um, teach people how to ask the unconscious for, you know, in that audio, it's all about that. It's all, it's a self-hypnosis audio to teach people to kind of ask the unconscious for information and cool. I've, over the years, I've done that with clients. I've, I've, dire- I've done hypnosis recordings for them to direct them to specific metaphors. And it's really profound. The, the, when you ask the unconscious, it, it's very cooperative. It will give you information. <laughs> yeah. So our unconscious is very smart. It, 
is that like our true self? Is our subconscious like what is true? And I how I'm still trying to almost process for people. And then like, what's the difference between the conscious then? Well, I don't, I think it's an interface between the two. So I don't mm. think that the unconscious is necessarily um, truer because we're whole systems, right? right? So it's really about having attunement. So if you think about it this way, you know, in, in, um, in, in developmental psychology, right, we've, we know a lot about attachment now, attachment between a, um, a primary care giver, like a mother, and a baby, right, and how important that is and how that attunement between mother and child um, is really foundational to later relationships in life, to, you know, partnerships in life, and we choose people who who, who um, tap into some of that early attachment patterning, mm-hmm. right? Um, there's a lot of books about that. And a lot of people are really interested in that in terms of like who they choose as a partner and who they date and who they fall in love with. Because a lot of that is, um, is built on the foundation of that early attachment. So mm-hmm. I kind of think of the conscious and unconscious mind as an attunement. We want a healthy attunement between mm. those two. So we want to listen to what our bodies are telling us, what our unconscious is telling us. And we also want our unconscious to be receptive to what we want in our personalities and the goals that we choose for ourselves and the actions that we take and the way that we talk to ourselves. And so what I think self-hypnosis does that's different than really any other modality is it's a way of listening and it's a way of speaking and directing. Mm, I like that. Yeah. yeah. Let me give you let me give you and the listeners um, an example of what I mean about some of the subtlety of this. So a lot of times, you know, historically I've had sometimes people who have abnormal blood tests or even cancer or something like that. And they come in and they're scared and they want hypnosis to boost their immune systems or to help lessen side effects of a treatment or to help with a health issue. And when I ask them what they would like to have happen, they a lot of times say, well, I want to keep a positive attitude. And I'm, and that's actually kind of like my pet peeve, that word, mm. because I'm like, okay, can we just change the language of that? Because you want to have an optimistic attitude. You want to have a hopeful attitude. You want to um, look at, look on the bright side of things. But when you um, are dealing with health issues. The only time you want a positive result is when you're when you want to get pregnant, because in terms of blood tests, oh right, positive means yes, there's something happening there. Yeah, and negative, yeah. And, and so except for pregnancy, where you you know if you want to get pregnant, you want the results to be positive, literally in the blood, show because you're showing that there's a hormone, there's hormones. That are right. that are happening, that are firing, that are related to pregnancy, and so that's a good thing. But otherwise, yeah. in in pretty much every other area, if you're getting tested for something, you want a negative blood test, yeah, negative skin test and allergies. You want you want negative. So it's we know that consciously. When I explain that, that makes perfect sense, right? Yeah, yeah. But the unconscious, if you say, "Hey, I you know I'm really worried about this." You know, I have this abnormal antibody, for example. I have this abnormal 
um, you know, cortisol spike, you, you and you say, I'm going to keep a positive attitude. Mm-hmm. The unconscious then has to do a little extra work. It has to decide what you mean. Because if you understand, which it's down in there, it's in the unconscious to understand, you know what I'm talking about when I say a positive blood test versus a negative blood test is totally different than a positive mental attitude and a negative mental attitude. They're opposites. Right, right. So when we're speaking to our unconscious, we, we want to kind of be, to make it as simple and clear as possible. Right. It's like what you were saying before about like how we're trained to be so busy. Oh, you know, the busier you are, the better you are. Yeah. And it's like, well, but wait, but what if you're exhausted? If you're exhausted, adding one more thing that you have to do is it that is that's not such a good thing. You want to rest. So it gets confusing. So that's why I think hypnosis really speaks to the unconscious. And I think that's why it's so effective is is that if if the unconscious is spoken to um, in a really specific way, it's it's everything's then working together. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, it does. And this is really cool work. And it's something that I'm not totally familiar with. So I'm almost learning, right, along with maybe the listeners on how all of this works. And I think it's fascinating because it seems to target so many different areas, Uh, like sleep, but then sleep affects our hormones or like maybe even mental health or even fertility or, you know, there's so many different areas where hypnosis, hypnosis can get to the root of whatever it is that you might be struggling with. Yeah. And actually there's, there's, been there have been a lot of studies that have looked at the relationship between sleep and hormones right. and um, and circadian rhythms and actually there was a study I think it was came out last year in, in 2019 about the impact of sleep on fertility and on early pregnancy outcomes and how important it is and and of course we know that there's a lot of connection between um, declines in hormones with um, perimenopause and menopause and disruption of sleep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, absolutely. And sleep cycles just very early on, like really young, are quite different in men and women. And so, and I, and then I think that you know if you add into that some of the difficulties that. Um, that people who are transitioning, you know, you know, in the trans community, that is a whole other element because we're dealing mm. with hormones. Right. So it's really important, I think, for people to address the sleep component and yeah. to do it naturally and to do it in a way that is really empowering because I think the last thing we want is to feel powerless. Right. right? We're dependent on going to doctors and, you know, you, it's, you know, we're talking about anxiety before and it's really scary to feel like you're out of control in your body. And so there's some the worst really feelings. Oh, it's terrible. I mean, it's why I, I, rather than just having people come to me and have me design something for them. And, you know, I really want to empower people. I really want people to, you know, I think people, I'd love it if people download the, you know, the free ebook and video so that they can learn something about their circadian rhythm and about how to heal their own sleep. And then if they want to pursue hypnosis that they, they get this set, it's really comprehensive and then they can practice it on their own. Right. And 
teach themselves something that doesn't take a lot of time. It's something that can be incorporated into your daily life. So it's not just another thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm definitely going to link all of the resources that you've been discussing in the show notes for people if they want to check these out and start to dig into what this means and self-hypnosis. I think that this is all fascinating. And um, for anyone listening, they probably are here because they are struggling with their hormones and sleep may be a cause, as sleep may be a factor. A lot of people here are working on transitioning off of birth control and optimizing fertility. And it sounds like these are all tools that can help us get to the root of some of these issues. We mentioned that there was going to be a little bit of a self-hypnosis at the end of this podcast. Can we sort of wrap up and dive into that? Because now I'm curious and then we can send people off to all the tools. Yeah, I'm so excited to do that. So what I was thinking is, is I just want to teach people a little something. I mean, we've been talking about this, the way that the conscious mind can direct the unconscious mind and then also the unconscious mind can direct us to be more in our own rhythm, right? So, so what mm. I was thinking is, is so, so, I mean, it, you and the listeners can either just have your eyes open or eyes closed. I'm going to close and, my eyes. Yeah. I think it's kind of relaxing mm-hmm. to do that. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to close them. All right. Do it. <laughs> All right. So, so just notice as you, with your eyes closed, just notice that movement of the abdomen, the chest and the abdomen, sort of as you breathe and as you take in and expand. And then just notice the movement of the abdomen sort of pulling in as you release the breath. And as you do this, just notice how you're following the natural rhythm, the natural movement of the body. There's a natural impulse to expand out and an impulse to release and move in with that abdomen and chest. And you might notice that impulse that the body is guiding you in and that impulse is a pulse like the hormones have a pulse. And so many systems of the body, really all systems of the body, also have a pulse. Even the sound of my voice and the pauses follow that same pattern. And you might notice that as you breathe in, could do that for a count of four. And as you breathe out, make it twice as long, like a count of eight. And as you do that, as you direct the breath in that way, your conscious mind is directing your unconscious mind And as you follow that impulse to expand out and release, 
your conscious mind is following the unconscious mind. And when you breathe in, you're actually activating some of those hormones in the sympathetic nervous system, speeding things up. And as you breathe out, twice as long, that eight seconds, you're actually calming the nervous system and engaging the parasympathetic nervous system. You're relaxing and releasing. And so just doing this simple exercise, noticing and directing and listening with your ears and your body, you're attuning the conscious mind and the unconscious mind, the mind and the body and the spirit. And that attunement might be the type of attunement that you're moving towards in a fertility journey or in a journey of re-regulating your hormone system and your sleep. And you might just take a moment now to notice the state of calm, the places that are calm in your body or mind. Just notice wherever it is that feels calm and at ease. And if you notice a pleasant, calm hum of relaxation, you might decide that this is your new baseline and that you can come back to this whenever you like by just practicing this little exercise. Just with one breath in and out, we're taking a few minutes like we've just done now. And so in a moment, you can just count backward to yourself from three to one. And I can do it out loud for you. And when we reach one, you open your eyes feeling relaxed and refreshed and awake and calm and even and balanced and free to go about your day. Three and two and one. And opening your eyes. And that little, just that little guided exercise, something that you can do whenever you like. How was that? So good. I feel 
Like I'm much calmer. I can even tell in my speaking voice, I'm much calmer than when I was previously. And it reminded me that I need to do that more often and just come to that more centered, more calm place in my body. Yeah. So that what we just did was really like a little, you know, um, touching in to what that state is like with um, the self-hypnosis that I teach people in the recordings. Um, Those go actually quite a lot deeper into that kind of relaxed state just because, you know, um, I, I'm, I'm wanting to be very conscious of that uh, the listeners are in their own time and space and they have their own triggers or issues. So I'm just sort of very careful in wanting to give people a sense of the flavor without necessarily yeah. going quite so quite as deep, but enough that I think that you hopefully got that flavor. It seems like you did a feeling kind of yeah. really relaxed, reconnecting to yourself. Yeah, that was awesome. And I, I'm excited to see this resource that you have to help us connect to this even more. That was, I hope that the listeners enjoyed that too. And if you were driving, go back and listen to it later. <laughs> and yeah, close your eyes. Yeah. Close your eyes and tune in. Well, this has been so fascinating. And thank you so much for leading us in that exercise here at the end and for sharing the work that you're doing and why it's so important for you know, relaxation, sleep, hormone balance, but also just connecting both that conscious and unconscious mind. Can you share with the listeners where they can find your work, where they can dig in more? And like we mentioned, I'll have your resources linked in the show notes. Yeah. um, So I actually created a special link for you and for the listeners, um, which is uh, www.com selfhypnosisforhealingsleep.com forward slash Nina. And if people go there, um, that's what I would recommend is, is that they go there because they can download this free ebook and video called the three um, biggest things that cause sleep problems and the one thing you can do by 3 p.m. today to sleep better. And I think that's going to be really relevant to your listeners because it talks about Um, how we can utilize our circadian rhythms and how we can sort of optimize our energy and our sleep. So I would recommend that. And if, if people go there, there are links within that where they, if they want to buy the the deep and easy sleep self-hypnosis package, they can do that actually at um, a discount at a 30% discount. And, um, and if they ever buy anything at any time, actually they, I would, I'm going to give, some of the purchase price back to you so they know that they're supporting the show and you. That's amazing. Yeah. And then they can also find me on um, Instagram at Dr. Diane HJ. So it's D-R-D-Y-A-N-H-J. And I actually do every Tuesday, I put out like a one minute sleep tip, like with meditations and like tips for sleeping better. And um, so they can find me there on Twitter and um, and also on my website, um, which I think you'll have in the show notes as well. And they yeah. can learn more about hypnosis there. And I have some videos and I actually have a page that's the, called The Truths About Hypnosis, where they can like oh. I debunk a lot of the things about hypnosis and, ta- and there's videos and there's stuff to read and there's blogs and things like that. Wonderful. Well, thank you again so much for coming on the show. And I can't wait for the listeners to dig in more and and dive into all of your awesome resources. Thank you so much for having me on. It's been such a pleasure. You're welcome. 
Thanks so much for tuning into that episode with Dr. Diane. Make sure to check out the links in the show notes so that you can see her resources and learn how to do some self-hypnosis to help ease your sleep and to help regulate the body. And remember, if you've been looking for more individualized guidance to balance your hormones, get to the root of your period symptoms, and to optimize your fertility, I have a few spots left in my signature six-month coaching program. This includes two different types of tests to get to the root of your symptoms. We have the Dutch hormone test, as well as the HTMA hair tissue mineral analysis test. I offer 10 private coaching sessions, two Reiki sessions, as well as a full tarot reading. And again, it is truly the most comprehensive way that we can work together and you can get the individual guidance that you are looking for. Link in my show notes to schedule your 30-minute free hormone deep dive to learn more. All right, that's all I have for you guys this week and I will talk to you next month.